0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's a new week. It's another Monday in October, so it's Halloween time, my favorite time of year. Um, For all of us who are into paranormal things, this is also the time of year when I have all my horror author friends on, so it's super extra fun for me. And today, we have horror grandmaster Ray Garten, who is just, he's just such, he's a great guy, but fabulous author. So if you've never read Ray before, now is the time of year to jump in and give it a try. And he has a new book out, too. So be sure to check it out. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce you um, to his bio if you haven't read Ray, and then we'll, we'll be off. So since he was eight years old, all Ray wanted to be was a writer. And since 1984, he has been fortunate enough to spend his life writing full time. He's written over 60 books, novels, and novellas in the horror and suspense genres, a collect- collections of short stories, movie novelizations, and TV tie-in books with more in the works and in 2006 he was presented with the world horror grandmaster award ray is on social media so i did include a link to his website where you can get the links to facebook and twitter and he also has a brand new work that we're going to talk about today that he's working on and you can be a part of it Um, if you haven't tried patreon yet it's a great way to help artists Um, and support artists that you enjoy, and you get lots of cool treats. And so I put a link to Ray's um, Patreon on the Blog Talk page, so you can click right there and go take a look. But he has lots of great goodies for you if you are interested in supporting the ongoing work. So without any further ado, Ray, are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here. Hi, Lisa.
0: Yay. Hi. How have you been?
1: I'm good. I'm very good, busy. Um, yeah like you said this is when we uh we get noticed (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) yes all year long we go along writing things and then october comes and everyone says we need paranormal authors (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell everybody about your Yep. right can you tell everybody about your new book vortex that just came out
1: Uh, Vortex is uh, a novella that is a continuation of the story of Karen Moffat and Gavin Keof, the two um, private investigators who are frequently hired by um, horror writer uh, Martin Burgess to investigate paranormal uh, goings-on. And in this one, they're sent to Mount Shasta to investigate something strange that's happening. There's usually and something strange
0: Sh- happening in Mount Shasta. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, when I saw that on the um, Amazon blurb for the book, I thought, Mount Shasta? is it, Do weird things happen in Mount Shasta?
1: Well, it's a uh, – I went uh, years ago, back in the 80s, I went to the Harmonic Convergence in, in Mount Shasta. Oh. It was 1988, I think, and they had – lots of channels and psychics and tons of crystals for sale it was a it was a very new age wow. event a big event uh it's it's uh, supposed to be uh in um, among people who are uh, uh, experts on that sort of thing it's supposed to be some sort of power center
0: oh and it has was that before, was that apartment? before or after close encounters
1: <laughs> no, this has been it's it's goes way back. It's
0: um Wow. It's
1: an important spot to Native Americans um in mm-hmm. the area. Very mystical. If nice. You, if you believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> right.
0: Are, do you live near area. Mount Yeah, do you live near Mount Shasta? Is that close yeah. to you?
1: Yeah, it's just about an hour away. Oh, nice. uh, So when
0: you set these things in a book, do you usually go there to check it out or since you've been there before?
1: Yeah, I've spent time there. uh, In in fact, I spent time researching this book. Um, Mount Shasta is a beautiful little town at the foot of the mountain, um, but it's also an odd town. It has strange bookstores, stores where you can buy all kinds of very weird things. Um, Right. And it attracts people from all over the world who um, are not mainstream, if that makes sense.
0: Right. No, it sounds to me like I I have a book series I set in Sedona so that I have an excuse to go back there. And it sounds like, like, you know, a northern Sedona. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. It's that kind of place. Right are you going to um, do you see
0: yourself setting more books
1: there? Uh let's see. I've done I've done a handful of books set there and I'm sure I'll do more. Yeah. It's it's kind of a it's an appealing location and it's very atmospheric so it lends itself well to the genre I write in.
0: Mhm. And in Vortex without without being spoilery, um I know from reading the other books that Karen and Gavin have found vampires and werewolves. Do they find something similar at, in Vortex or is it a yes. whole different kind of monster?
1: <clears throat> uh it's very different. Uh something has come out of the mountain.
0: Oh. Um
1: The local mythology claims that people there are people living inside and beneath the mountain. Uh Lemurians. And Oh. So, something has come out of the mountain and it's hungry.
0: Oh, that's always a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> Why are these bad things always hungry?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and right so now, I'm working I, on an, another uh, book involving Moffat and Keof called Forever Blood, which continues their work with vampires and werewolves. And
0: this is the book people can support on Patreon, right?
1: Yes, yes. It's and you were a, telling
0: me before the show, this one's kind of a, like an opus. It's it's a really big yeah, book that's going to connect everything. it's turning into a big Um doorstop right?
1: of a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting big. Um, I'm sure it'll be thinned out during the editing process, but it's uh, it's much bigger than I expected and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I don't want it to stop.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. I um last year I had um Doug Clegg on the show and we were talking oh, yeah. about horror horror as a genre is sometimes difficult to keep the thread going for a longer book. Like he was admiring that Stephen King can, you know, write these (laughs) doorstops of a book because his tend to be a little bit shorter because he said the horror as a genre, you have to have this, you know, secret and this thing. And once it's all revealed, it's really hard to keep the story going without wrapping it up kind of thing and so are you surprised that this book is getting so long
1: uh yeah i I am kind of um i think the secret to sustaining the story through a longer book is to have is to be juggling several secrets at once (laughs) right (laughs) um once you once once you reveal it it's it's done so you're you're kind of screwed if the book right. continues to go on so it's, uh, i like to have uh a handful of secrets <laughs> and right. that's what this book is <laughs> that's what's happening with and, this
0: book and uh Karen and Gavin are the ones discovering all the secrets right
1: yes well they um not at first they come into the book sort of late. There's a lot of setup before they arrive. Um, oh, okay. There uh, is a young woman named Aubrey <clears throat> who is a uh, protagonist in this. And she's the one who leads us through some of these secrets before uh, Moffat and keof arrive.
0: Oh, okay. Before but the author finds the out now, about the so weird things. Yeah. I've got them
1: in the book now, so they're they're uh they're on the scene and hard at work.
0: Oh <laughs> I love them. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm so glad that they're getting, you know, more more adventures to go on.
1: Yeah, I enjoy writing them. They're they're fun characters. And they're slowly developing a relationship. Oh Which, which is
0: interesting. Yeah, I love that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's interesting to write because most relationships don't happen um instantly. You know, they uh, right. especially the longest the ones that last the longest seem to happen more slowly.
0: Right, a slow burn.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I know in in your bio it said since you were 8 years old but I don't think that I know the beginning of you know when when did your writing journey start like you you went after getting published and everything how did that all come together were you did you go to college did you decide you were just going to write a book what, what happened
1: um I I was I I started writing I it's I came out of the womb I think writing <laughs> um <laughs> I, 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 before I could write, I would I would draw stories in, in like, comic book panels, and then as I learned to, to read and write, I started writing them, and I've been doing it my whole life since I was very little. Um, I got an agent through a girlfriend's family, I met him <clears throat> uh, when I was living in Los Gatos, and He sold Live Girls very quickly, much to my surprise. Not Live Girls, I'm sorry, Seductions. Much to my surprise. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Um, It was a matter of weeks, and he called me the book that sold. But that was during the horror. So publishers were buying up everything, all the horror they could find. I was in the right place at the right time. Right. Uh, that helped a great deal. I think that was a, a big benefit. And
0: yeah, because half of writing is luck and timing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is. I went to college, but not. <clears throat> I didn't finish. And um, once I started selling books, I I didn't consider going back.
0: Yeah, you never went back. No. Was Seductions your first book, or had you already yeah. written a bunch that were under the bed?
1: Well, I'd written a few that that were never published and never could be published. <laughs> they were pretty bad. I mean, I, I think I Practice wrote my book. first one in the in the seventh grade, and it, it was uh, not something I'd want anyone to read at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, that was the first book I sold, Seductions, and that yeah, was that's by amazing, Darklings. Yeah, it, it shocked me. I couldn't believe it. It was with Pinnacle, um, and it all happened so suddenly I was bowled over.
0: Yeah, it's like the universe was saying, you're on the right path, kid.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I always knew that I would, I would, uh, I would at some point be published. I figured it would be much later, um, but I, I was mm-hmm. going to try. You know, I, I, uh, no point in waiting around. Right. And I just right. didn't expect it to happen that soon.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible because it certainly wasn't that way for me. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> no, but it's not for most so. people. And I'll tell you what: yeah, when that happens, you get spoiled because right. it's only downhill from there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> things don't true. get easier once they start out that easy. Things don't get easier; they get harder. That's
0: true. That's true. And if there's anything publishing has taught me so far, it's that it is such a roller coaster ride.
1: <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There are no guarantees. There's no. You, once you're in. Um, uh, I think the only way you can really stick around is just by refusing to go away. But uh, right. that doesn't mean you're gonna. That doesn't mean you're gonna keep selling things.
0: Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're gonna be able to eat,
1: but you're gonna no, keep no. writing
0: those books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and at this point, I don't think I well, can do anything else.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That's where. That's where I am these days. I'm like, shoot. Now I'm useless for anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I this morning when I was putting together all the show things I was thinking about um, when you and I met on it was back in the MySpace days but I don't yeah. think I ever told you the story of the two rays but I had met Ray Bradbury um, I was working for a literary paper in San Diego and I had already written my first book and was halfway through my second and I was getting a million rejections and I had had an agent and then we broke up and and I was getting really uh, frustrated and when I met Ray He uh, was, of course, amazing. He could talk about writing to make you cry. And we all, (laughs) yeah, it was amazing. So we all got to meet him before he did his speaking engagement. And so I was all nervous and I asked him, What can I do to improve my writing? Because my first novel is shopping around and I keep getting a bunch of rejections. And he (laughs) told me, you write a new short story every week for a year mm. and you'll be a whole new writer by the end. And I, yep. and I had already sold short stories, so I knew, you know, you don't make any money. And I just yeah. thought, hmm. So it took me a couple months to do it. And then I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'll, I'll write a short story every week for a year and I'll put them up on my blog, on MySpace. And so my very first one that I did I got a message from Ray Garten that said, you can write. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I don't know if I ever told you that, but that was the first story that Ray had encouraged me to write. And then you sent me a message encouraging me not to give up. And so you two Rays definitely were, (laughs) um, I don't know if I would have continued struggling had I not gotten that encouragement from, from the two of you
1: and it was oh, so
0: close together that I was like wow no. it's like the story of the two Rays
1: no you <laughs> hadn't told me that before and um, I'm very envious of you I never got to meet Ray Bradbury and he's someone I definitely wanted to meet but that just never happened but I, I love listening to him talk about mind. writing
0: oh yeah yeah, he he just he was so passionate about it and when I met him he was already in a in a wheelchair and hearing aids, couldn't hear very well and yeah. he didn't care. He was so <laughs> excited. He's he's in his wheelchair going, Jesus Christ, we have the best job in the entire world. I wake yeah. up every day and I get to write <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh I'm crying. <laughs>
1: Yep, but, that's uh, the best way to look at it. I mean, it's uh, you know, there, there's going to be plenty of stuff to complain about, but the thing to focus on is that we get to do this every day. Yeah. Most a lot yeah. of people who want to write don't have the time because they're they're doing other things. They have their life is taken up by you know, by life. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we've managed to arrange our lives so that we can do this full time. Right,
0: and and, very and it is
1: a gift and a curse. It, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also get to meet lots so, of, I've met so many wonderful writers, my Facebook friend list is full of talent, um, there are just tons of talented writers on there, and I'm slowly getting around to reading some of them. Um, uh, they, they. I'm just really impressed with the number of talented writers there are out there on my list.
0: Right? Yeah, it's very encouraging, and I love that um, publishing can be like gut punch sometimes horrible things happen but the writing community of writers is like the coolest thing in the whole world you can reach out to another writer and say dude this just happened to me help and they're (laughs) always there and i just think that's incredible i don't know any other industry where it's not like a competition it's a team
1: yeah yeah and i really um i really appreciate that
0: yeah me too (laughs) So who are who are you reading right now?
1: Um, at the moment, I'm reading a book called The House that Jack Built by uh, the great Graham Masterton, uh, who continues to impress me. I started reading him, oh, it was about 40 years ago, about the same time I started reading uh, Stephen King, maybe 45 years ago. And um, he's still at it, and he's still writing like a young man. It's just amazing to me. And the book I'm reading now is hard to put down. That's Um, so cool. And before that, I read uh, Guy Endor's The Werewolf of Paris, which I strongly recommend. Okay. That was a great book. And I also am reading the Bill Hodges trilogy by Stephen King. I think this is some of the best work he's done in years.
0: Bill Hodges trilogy? How come I haven't yeah, heard of that um, one? Yeah,
1: Mister Mercedes, Lost and Found. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're wonderful.
0: Ken just finished uh, the Institute and he really enjoyed it.
1: Oh yeah, I've got that. I'm I'm going to be reading that soon.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> his takeaway was don't don't be a kid with any psychic abilities. <laughs>
1: He said, "It always turns out bad for
0: them in a Stephen King book." <laughs> of course.
1: Yes, it does. It does always work out
0: bad
1: for them. Yeah. If and you're in a real kid life, with psychic it would, abilities I mean, keep
0: that to yourself.
1: <laughs> and in real life, I, I think it would too. The government would probably be after you.
0: Probably, yeah. I'm sure they would.
1: If it's not the government <laughs> who created you in the first place. <laughs> that
0: that is true as well. Yeah, I I have a a book that I haven't put out yet. I I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with it yet, but it's more along the horror lines than the paranormal romance. So I'm I'm holding on to it, but it has some uh, cloning in it. And my agent emailed me and said, you know, the government's already cloned a human. I'm sure they have.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she goes, you don't think I they stopped with the sheep, did have. you?
1: <laughs> Yeah, I would be Yeah, to so. That.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of secret things we don't know about when uh that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter book came out. I yes. uh, I got it for Ken as a joke, but he actually really enjoyed it and they have a whole section in that book of photoshopped Civil War pictures where they I mean, and they're really done really well and 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 there's a secret book that Abraham Lincoln leaves for other presidents about, you know, keeping the vampires oh, yeah, in line and yeah, the secret yeah. and all that. And yes. and by the time he was done, he was like, you know, there, the government could have a secret <laughs> vampire
1: book. <laughs> I don't it's gotten doubt it. A lot harder. <laughs> it's gotten a lot harder to dismiss the stuff that we used to laugh at. Because right? things have gotten so weird that it's hard to, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. could be. Maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, the Navy just came out and said, yes, those UFO videos are real. <laughs> i <Yes>.
1: like, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course, a lot of people take that to mean that they're, they're spacecraft, but it just means that the, the the videos of unidentified flying objects are real. We just don't know what they are, or at least they're right. not telling us.
0: Yes, they probably do know, they probably <laughs> but they're not do. telling us. <laughs> They're just letting us know that yes, yes, they are not, you know, swamp gas or <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what are they what
0: else do they tell us? A weather balloon. <laughs> yeah, weather
1: balloons. <laughs>
0: uh well I watched the most amazing um documentary on Amazon Prime, so if you can stream on Amazon Prime you've gotta yes. watch it. It's called Third Eye, Third Eye Spies.
1: Third Eye Spies and
0: Yes, and it is about the CIA declassified their training of psychics to do um, oh. remote viewing to see if they could spy remotely,
1: Yes, the and scared they've
0: declassified it. Yeah, and all of these, um, nucle- all of these uh, physicists, one of them is a Nobel Prize winning physicist, um, a few of them are still alive who were involved in doing all of this, Super secret testing, and it's it's fascinating. Your brain will explode. It's so amazing. Yeah, and they're in this. I yeah, watch it and then message me and tell me because I took notes. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) it's 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 fantastic. But but yeah, um, the government has lots of really secrety things going on.
1: Oh, yeah. But yeah. at the very that's...
0: end of the of the documentary, they kind of wink and say, they We do have pieces of UFOs. <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> have you uh, seen or read it's... The Men Who Stare at Goats? Or stared at no. Goats? Oh, no. Oh, that's a great but movie. But I've heard it's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. The Men um, who I stared read the at book, goats. But I, okay. need, I need to get it. Uh, the movie has George Clooney and um, oh, it's got a big cast. And it's about the stuff that our government was looking into back back in the late '60s, early '70s: um, remote viewing and and trying to kill animals with your mind. <laughs> um, oh, how funny! Which is what Biofire is about. The book Biofire that I'm about to I'm going to be publishing soon from 1998. <clears throat> It has that kind of weapon in it uh, that oh, enables nice. people to kill with their minds.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch that. I remember that when it came out, people said it was really good, The Men Who Stared at Ghosts, but I, I hadn't seen it. But I, I'm i so into this whole remote viewing thing after I watched The Third Eye Spies that I'm like, what?
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. you should watch this then. And I hear the book is, is okay. it has a lot more information than the movie, of course. Um, right, but I I haven't read that. I know it's fascinating the the, uh, the remote viewing. I haven't looked into that as much as I should, but uh, I'm familiar with. Well, that concept.
0: documentary will. <laughs> you'll be taking notes too. Oh, good, good. <laughs> if you're if you're a horror author or into paranormal things, you gotta that that's gonna yeah all kinds of book ideas there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Our uh, our search engine histories are our uh, search histories are probably pretty weird. All of us horror writers,
0: right? Right? Yeah. yeah. I had I had one book where I needed the guy to be dead but able to be brought back to life, and so I had horrible search things about you know, can you if you get shot up with potassium chloride, does your heart stop instantly or does it hurt and I thought, oh, I'm going to be on somebody's list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they will find the errors and they will let you know.
0: Uh, yes. Uh huh. Yes. So, what's next for you? Yes,
1: Um,
0: for sure. Well,
1: I just I want to finish Forever Blood, and I'm going to be focusing exclusively on that from now until the time that it's done. I've uh, <clears throat> I'm working a lot slower than I used to and I'm writing this book at my own pace and I think it shows in the writing. Um because I used to write books very fast to meet deadlines and that isn't a problem here. So I'm taking advantage of that.
0: Are you going to put this one out yourself?
1: Uh no, I'm I'm not sure what's going to become of this one. I'm going to give it to my agent Richard Curtis and see if he wants to shop it around in New York.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: um if he does I'll wait and see what happens there. Otherwise it may end up at my current publisher, Crossroad Press.
0: Nice. Is Crossroad Press you though? Are you are you hybrid no, now? No, or are you
1: putting things no. out yourself? No, that's oh, uh, okay. Crossroad Press is David Wilson. Oh, okay. And uh, so I'll be working on that for until it's done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. I'm really—it's exciting when there's a book that you love writing that you don't want it to end because they're not all that way. Writing's really hard. No, 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 they're <laughs> not all that way.
1: <laughs> and this one has had some—it's posed some some unique problems, uh, research problems, and um. It involves incels, and I've had to look into that. And boy, that's ugly. Yes. The, those guys are are, are are unpleasant. But there are several <laughs> of them in the book.
0: And we have to research it so. Yes. We can make it real.
1: <laughs> yes, as real as possible. But there, if, but somebody will find something wrong somewhere.
0: Uh, probably, but we do the best we can. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> so we're running out of time, which kills me because it goes by so fast. But yeah, this um, is fun. how can <laughs> – I'm glad you had fun. Uh-huh. I did too. But if readers want to get in touch with you, is Facebook good, Twitter? How Do you have a newsletter? Um, how do you want people to get
1: in touch? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those, I'm very accessible Um you can find me on both of those places, and there's a uh, website. The website, I think, there's a message box in the website. Um, so I'm very easy to reach. Great. Can I respond?
0: Well, fi- yes, he does, everyone. <laughs> so, so read his books and let him know what you think, because that inspires authors to write the next one. Oh, it really
1: does. <laughs> I love hearing from readers.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here, Ray. It was great to talk to you again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Book Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and
1: podcasts that matter to readers.